0: This is Mark Stevenson. And this is Mark Vila. And today we're here to talk about the two cheapest ways to start a t-shirt business, sublimation versus vinyl.
1: You know, I I think though that we need to go back and listen to whatever the last podcast that we did about preparation. Okay. Because uh, we were talking for about 10 minutes before I realized I never um, touched the record button, (laughs) which is why I started with take two. But um, I like this topic too. Cheap ways to make custom t-shirts always a hot topic, mm-hmm. um, especially when you're, you know, when you're talking about making actually professional quality, you know, um, it could have been better phrased, maybe um, inexpensive ways to get into the custom t-shirt business, producing high quality goods for your customers.
0: Yeah. I like that better, but you wouldn't have clicked on it probably. No, yeah,
1: yeah, cheap definitely got <laughs> you guys attention. Uh,
0: well, on the second time, I decided to make the sublimation versus vinyl more dramatic. Okay. Yeah, if you noticed, I didn't know if you noticed. I didn't. I didn't
1: notice that. Okay. I was already
0: thinking what I was going to say.
1: <laughs> I really don't hear much of what you say, but anyway. Um, so this is a great topic, not only because you know, I mean, if you're if you're listening to the Custom Apparel Starters podcast. That's probably on your to-do list is to get into the custom apparel business or customization of some kind. And uh, you know, we talk a lot about white toner printing, and we talk about direct to garment and embroidery and the business in general. Uh, but we realize uh, that a lot of our potential customers at Coldessi and Coleman and Company are, um, are starting on a really small budget, and uh, and that's okay. So we wanted to feature a couple of things that could get you going right off the bat for very little money. Compare the two and then see how they stack up against um, each other and maybe your expectations.
0: Yeah, I think it's great. And, and this actually comes right after an episode about um, how kind of a guaranteed success plan for when you're starting on a really small budget, too. So oh, yeah. th- this this, pod- this podcast episode goes great along with that. So if you're listening to this episode about starting a t-shirt business in a cheap way, if you go back one episode to 171, um, we talk about kind of how you can guarantee yourself some success. And, uh, and so in this episode, we're going to talk about, um, f- first of all, are, are these methods good for you? which would be heat transfer vinyl and sublimation for making Mm -hmm. custom t-shirts and more, you know, it's about the t-shirt business, but it's about a ton of other things too. So we'll get into those, Um, which we're going to talk about which one's better, which by the way, that's, you know, it's a trick question because, (laughs) you know, with all the equipment we sell, there's no better, you know, there's, there's what's better for you. Uh, We'll talk about which one's cheaper, um, all that stuff. There's a lot of great information and we can kind of uh, go through a ton of it. But Mark, uh, why don't we go ahead and start with um, how do we know if either of these is, is right for you or for the list, for those of you listening out there, how do we know if, if heat transfer vinyl or vinyl cutting um, or sublimation is right for you?
1: Well, I mean, first of all, we're going from the perspective that you want to get into the custom t-shirt business. Um, I would say while both of these tools are great at customization of other things, um, you know, really, we're kind of focused in on custom teas as being the most common application for our customers, and really the um, the clearest and easiest ROI or return on investment for each one of these purchases to figure out. So, we want to make sure that you want to customize tea, teas um, that you uh, that you want to be able to operate on a uh, in a small footprint, like you're not going to rent a warehouse, you know. Otherwise, you might you might make a different choice. Uh, you, um, you also want to be able to do it in a home environment. You know, I think that the next couple of points, you know, you don't have to worry about, you know, some equipment you have to vent. You know, some equipment, you know, you might have uh, barrels of ink that require a lot of space. Some equipment you might need um, different, you might have different space requirements. Um, both of these pieces of, of equipment, you can really comfortably use on your dining room table, on your office desk, uh, a back room. They're very flexible for t-shirt startups to be able to do almost anywhere.
0: Yeah, they like a, a appliance it's it's like any appliance you would buy, you know, any appliance you buy you can for the most part, you know, um, you can feel comfortable just plugging in the wall and into work in your house. Right, exactly. Right, outside of a couple exceptions I think.
1: Yeah, so the, um, the, the other things are you want to make sure that it's uh, pretty easy to learn. And, you know, there's, uh, there's complexities to any of these things. You're going to have to learn something. None of this equipment is magic, right? You've got to get a design for both. You've got to send them to the, uh, to the output device. You know, there are things that you have to learn and learn how to do. Um, but these are relatively easy. Um, you want something that'll do more than just T-shirts, maybe or do different kinds of things on a t-shirt. And, um, you know, naturally it's gotta be cheap. You know, it's gotta be a a small budget compared to most of the other ways to make shirts on the
0: market. Yeah, uh, all all those are great points. So if you've kind of listened to that list and and all that stuff checks off for you, then these are, uh, one of these two is a perfect system for you. Now, um, are there uh, better, you know, quote unquote, better ways to make a t-shirt, you know, um, one Mm. could debatably say, I mean, it's hard, right? This word better is hard, but are there ways you could produce more t-shirts faster? Yes. Are there ways that are, that you can produce thousands of t-shirts in, in minutes or hours, you know, Yes. Uh, you know, are there ways you can customize things, you know, in a very, very unique way? Yeah. But that, that, that's not what this is about. This is kind of those six or seven items that you mentioned. This is, that's your checklist. If, if this is your checklist, then you're here. Um, if you're looking to do something bigger, better, greater, faster, stronger than this, then go back to the podcast homepage and look for episodes about other equipment we have and kind of listen to them all because there's a ton to listen. Yeah. To. We
1: actually did a two, uh, two-part series kind of on how much does it cost. Mm-hmm. So where we compared all the different uh, t-shirt printing and customization methods gave, you know, gave a price range on each and kind of an overview on what they did. So maybe that's good for you, but I will tell you one more thing about this kind of choice between sublimation and heat transfer vinyl which if, if you will know, we'll get to it, but you know, it's basically like a, a professional version of having a cricket right for, for making t-shirts. Is it nine, neither one of the, these things will do everything that you want it to do that you could possibly want it to do. Every technology has its own set of limitations that's built in, you know um, and corresponding advantages and we'll go through what they are for these two pieces of equipment, but just, just so you know, you could spend $25,000 on a direct-to-garment printer and it would not do a great job printing on dark polyester. You could spend um, $50,000 on a UV printer and not be able to do fabric or $30,000 on a high-volume direct-to-film printer and not be able to apply anything to hard goods. You know, So all of these different technologies come with their pros and cons, and we'll get into those for these. But just so you know... It does, both of these do check those boxes. Like Mark said, you know, you want to customize t-shirts. You want to go through all those bullet points. You know, these definitely fit into that. You just might have to make a few trade-offs as we go along.
0: Yeah, the way I um, look at these two pieces of equipment and I'm going to make some uh, uh, cooking references throughout this podcast for one, because nice mug, by the way, if you're watching the video, Thank you Mark is about to smash a mug with a hammer oh my gosh
1: <laughs> he missed again
0: um so um, I'm gonna make some cooking references because I do love to cook and a lot of this stuff I find just lines up perfectly with a lot of cooking stuff right and folks um, if you are going to move into your first apartment right which might be like starting your your brand new small business and you didn't have a ton of money which you probably didn't if you moved into your first apartment you figure, what's going to be the first cooking thing I'm going to get. And it's probably not a $500 Dutch oven, you know, from La or you know, that's probably not what you're buying. You're probably buying a a non-stick pan. Right. You know, um, you're probably buying a cast iron skillet, you know, but you're going to say, Oh, but I can't bake cupcakes in either of those two things. (laughs) No. Right. (laughs) You know? uh, So so the next, you know, later on, you might get a cupcake pan, but a cupcake pan is not going to be your first buy, right? Right? It's just not versatile enough. All right, well, and, you're going to uh, run into it
1: because somebody's going to want you to
0: make them cupcakes. Somebody's going to want you to make cupcakes, yeah. right? So I think that this is kind of a, what what's your first pan, and then there's the debate. You know, somebody will say, "Well, get a cast iron skillet." Someone else will say, "I think you should get um, a a non stick." you know, Teflon type. And then there's the debate. And and that's what this conversation is. This conversation is about the debate of the two that are the number one starters out there for somebody looking to kind of get into their first thing. So I think we'll go right into the first one. And uh, we're going to talk about sublimation first. No particular order. It's just uh, how we wrote the notes.
1: Yeah, there you go. So, I mean, the first thing I want
0: to get out of the way is sublimation
1: is really sciencey. Yeah. Cool. It, you, you know what I mean? Like there's a lot, there's a lot that happens like, like, uh, technically it's called sublimation because the ink bonds to the shirt, right? Like it, it, there's a process it sublimates the design into the shirt. So that's why printing is called sublimation. I don't know what I, why I started with that, but I just wanted to say the word sciencey.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, sub sublimation is a, is a, um, a, I'm, I, I'm correcting me. Or don't correct me because you can't because the podcast, but I think it's like a chemistry type of a turn. It's what happens when normally um, normally what happens is matter moves through states, right? And it moves from uh, liquid to, sol- to solid to gas or, or, or I'm sorry, solid to liquid to gas and vice versa. Those are the normal states of matter transformation um, like water, right? Um, sublimation is kind of one of those, uh, scenarios where it skips that liquid state and it moves from directly from being a solid to being a gas. And that's, what's happening here on the science level of it is you've got a piece of paper with something printed on it, a solid it's dry. Um, and then you apply heat to it. It turns into a gas immediately. And that gas kind of gets sucked into whatever you're decorating. That's yeah. the science Kind of part of
1: it yeah and i mean the end result is um you have something that can almost literally never wash off it can't because you've basically died back in the olden times they actually okay. called it dye sublimation right it's because you're because it basically dies the dyes the material mm-hmm. um so but the process is just like any other transfer printer right you take a graphic on your computer you print it out to a sublimation uh, printer on a piece of sublimation paper and you take that piece of paper and you put it in on top of a shirt in a heat press you hit the press down and presto you have now created a custom t-shirt
0: yeah i mean it's pretty it's pretty it's about as simple as it is you print on a piece of paper and you apply heat to it and that goes on a t-shirt also on a hat or a mug or a mouse pad or a keychain or a towel or a hundred other things Right. Yes. Um, so essentially it's print, apply heat, give it to your customer profit. Right. I mean, that's, that's, that's about what the process is. So it's a nice, simple process to do. It's science but you don't even really have to understand. You don't have to times. know that. <laughs> just, just to know that I'm printing on something and now I'm going to, I'm going to uh, put it under a heat press and then I'll have a finished good that I can sell. Um, so speaking of selling, what does it cost to buy something like this? What are we cheap. recommend? cheap. It's it's
1: cheap. As a matter of fact, Mark Villa. It's one of the two cheapest things that you can do to make a really? custom T-shirt. That I
0: did is, not that know is, that. Until you yeah, know.
1: it's it's true. It sounds uh, It's it's in the title somewhere. Oh, <laughs> um. So uh, basically, it's uh for the printer itself, it's like six hundred bucks. I mean, at the time of this um podcast, because prices change over time, so we always want to qualify that. Right now, you can get the, is it the
0: Sawgrass SG500? The Sawgrass SG500. And I think okay. right now it's about 625 to be a little okay. more exact. At the time of this, right, um, uh, this, by the way, for those in the future listening, I do this every once in a while. This is the year 2022 when prices of everything in the world change uh, from when you went to sleep to when you woke up. <laughs> yes, very so, true. Uh, so uh, I, we just have to, to say that, you know, just because we don't know if, that, if this is going to be a $700 printer next month or, or $500 printer, right. right? Prices are changing a lot, but this, I would uh, safely assume around 600 bucks is probably yep. going to be a good starting point for the printer um, and you can finance it, okay? Which so is crazy finan- to me, which is crazy. Yeah um you can finance it um, there's some minimum requirements for financing and all that stuff but you can finance some something like this for under 100 bucks under 50 bucks a month sometimes depending on what you what you choose and qualifications and stuff
1: yeah so i like i like that and you know just like with the next one that we're going to talk about you know you need you need the printer itself you need sublimation paper and you need sublimation inks you know, so there's usually a little bit of a bundle that happens in there. You know, you want to add a, at least a box of paper and you want to add at least, you know, um, your starter ink set might be great, but you might want to pick up an extra set. You know, it just got to be a little flexible there.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's basically the price of Netflix. Isn't that about sure. 50 bucks a month now? Are they I, I, you know yet? what?
1: I, I really, I'm not going to say that out loud because then I'll have
0: to look and I might have to <laughs> It's getting up there. Um, so there's also that that's the starting one. The next step up, which isn't that much more, the SG 1000 by mm-hmm. Sawgrass, which um, so we're, we're not sponsored by Sawgrass. We are sponsored. We do
1: sell by, the printers.
0: Yeah. We're sponsored by Coldesi, Um yeah. and you can check out coldesi.com. Um, But uh, this is a printer that Coldesi sells and Coldesi is very particular about the brands and styles of printers that we sell. They have to be good. Uh, They have to be quality. We don't want to support anything that's going to break every two seconds because we're not, we're not looking to um, constantly fix broken printers. We're looking to uh, help get you a printer and then help you be successful with it. Yep. I I agree. But the SG 1000 is the next step up. It's bigger, bigger prints, obviously has benefits you can imagine um, also faster production because if you're doing little three inch mug logos you can print you know two three times as many on a bigger sheet of paper that on a bigger so print, so right? it's the
1: sg600 prints on like a standard piece of paper size eight and a half yeah. by eleven and yes. what does the 1000 do
0: so uh, you could 17? do up, you could do up to 13 by 19 okay with a little add-on attachment that they have. Okay. Um, so you can do eight and a half by 11, you can do 11 by 17 or 13 by 19, nice. um, which if you, uh, if you uh, measure out 13 by 19 and kind of draw it out and hold it up to your chest, you'll yeah, see that's that, the way to that do is a huge, huge print for a t-shirt. Even, even the biggest guy on the football team will be happy with 13 by 19 size print. Yeah, uh, so so
1: I, I, I think that's kind of, uh, I mean, that's an early de- decision point because, you know, uh, from my perspective, both of those things are cheap, right? The mm-hmm. $600 is ridiculous and the $1,500 is still a very inexpensive way to produce the quality result that these printers do. Yeah, so, and, and yeah,
0: chi- and the, this is the hard part and this is a conversation we have a lot that, you know, cheap, expensive are such In relative terms. Relative terms, right? So somebody somebody would look at a um a, a Tesla and say that it's a pretty cheap car because they own half million dollar vehicles.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. Um, and on the flip side, um, if the most expensive car somebody's ever owned is worth three thousand dollars, a Tesla seems crazy. You know, and we,
1: we have that conversation on online and Facebook and Instagram, TikTok all, all the time, you know, where we, we try to remember to publish the pricing for everything that we advertise, mm-hmm. you know, on Cold SE and half the people will say, wow, that's way too expensive. And half the people will say, well, oh, that's a really, it sounds like a really good deal for what it does.
0: Yeah, well, he, here's how I what I think about what what I think really w- when it comes to cheap and expensive is how how um how achievable is it for just about anybody to be able to buy it? Okay, right. Like so that. if if something is worth six hundred or thousand dollars and you can finance it for less than a hundred bucks a month, um, how quickly could could the lowest paid person out there earn a hundred dollars? Right, right, one day. One yeah. day's worth of work if you make a, a low wage, right? So so that's one day's worth of work of the span of your life is not a lot of money, right? right. So, uh, and that's how I look at this stuff, that both it's of good. these pieces of equipment are very achievable. Um, and if it's something that you want to do and you want to get something commercial grade, meaning it's designed for a business, extremely affordable. So now that we got that conversation out of the way. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, So I guess I guess
1: I just want to make the point. Your first decision point is is eight and a half by eleven designs, is that appropriate for what you want to do? So is it in the budget and will it fit your idea of what you have in your business? Or do you need something bigger because you anticipate doing larger designs, sublimating larger items, et cetera?
0: Yep. Exactly, exactly. But these are two great systems. They're designed for this. Um, And, uh, they come pretty much ready to go out of the box with the kits that you get from Koldesi. Now, the, the other thing you need with sublimation is we did mention that you need to heat, right? You apply heat with sublimation. That's how the, uh, the transfer gets put onto your, your item, right? Whether it's a t-shirt or a mug. Um, so you need a heat press machine, um, and a heat press machine is going to be, um, a couple hundred bucks to a couple thousand bucks. Yep and, and you're always talk- get
1: that's that's almost a constant need if you if you're going to make custom t-shirts you will need a heat press machine regardless of what piece of equipment you get
0: yeah and right? so it's be- yeah well just before when we said you can finance it for 50 100 150 200 a month those packages usually include a heat press yep at that price uh so uh, types of heat presses is just a little mini conversation I think to have here for those, those folks who don't know. Right. Uh, you want to tell us about some heat presses? Yeah.
1: So, um, and really this applies to either technology is, is when most people think about a heat press, um, they think about a standard kind of clamshell design, right? They're square or they're rectangular and they're designed to put a shirt in. It's flat to press a transfer piece of paper down on it or vinyl or, or whatever you've got. But you know, you can also get one that specializes in mugs. You know, so it, you put a mug into it; it's shaped appropriately. So hopefully, if you do it right, your mug does not get crushed. Um, you could never put a mug into a flat heat press. You can just visualize that for a second. Um, and uh, there's also a uh, a cap press, which I highly recommend because I think custom caps are a great idea. Um, but you can see again, you know, if you're going to uh, heat press something on the on the front of a cap, you're not going to be able to get that transfer to form around the cap using a, uh, using a flat heat press, especially if it's, you know, a trucker's cap that's got some dimension to it. You know, you're just going to destroy it. So, you know, you've got different heat press configurations, flat cap mug. There's also less common ones like for, um, there's a ball press. Uh, there are Heat presses that do a better job on koozies, you know, maybe they've got attachments for koozies. There's just uh, plates. Uh, there's once you get into this world of customizing different things, there's a wide variety of heat presses. Heat presses you can use, and that you can add to your business. However, ninety nine percent of them are flat. You know, percent of the uh, heat presses bundled with either one of these printers, or just a standard flat heat press.
0: Yeah, it's the it's it's going to be your most versatile, right? Because we say t-shirts, but t-shirts also means any apparel: sweater, shorts, sweatpants, onesies, you flat know, things. Yeah, yeah, headbands. You know, anything that you can press flat, right? And then that's all other flat things. So we sell um, picture picture frames, photo frames for the wall. You can print. Um, like what, if you're watching the video, Mark has a cool uh, uh, painting from Tampa in his background of the video. And uh, if you had that digital file, you can print yeah. up to a 13 by 19 of that, you know, like, um, and then sublimate it onto a very specific material that's designed to create a very elegant wall hanging. Yeah. Metal, and then glass, he's created whatever. a sign. A friend of mine yeah. has a business that that's only what they do. That's literally what they do um, is they print on signed materials with sublimation. Um, So um, you decide what kind of heat press you need and your printer. So relatively speaking, you're going to start this um, somewhere in the 600 range. If you already own some stuff up to a couple thousand dollar range Um, and you can go even higher with bigger and more stuff, but, but you can get this whole thing financed, um, for 100, 200, 300 a month or, or even less.
1: So, so would you say, I mean, just to kind of nail things down, if you got the SG 500 and an inexpensive 15 inch heat press, Mm -hmm. you could get out for a thousand dollars.
0: You could get out. I would say, I would say 1500 is, is kind of the realistic number that I would push for. Okay because that is also going to get you some other things that we talk about in other podcasts, but um, you're probably going to want to try this before you sell it to anybody. So you're going to buy some mugs that you're just going to make and maybe right. Or, or blank t-shirts or t-shirts or, or stuff like that. You know, you're going to buy some things to practice and learn on. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to, Mother's day is coming up. So you're just going to make a handful of mother's mugs just just for practicing and maybe give them to um, your mother's. I don't know how many you have, but six, (laughs) you know, Um, we're not going to judge.
1: I mean, maybe you (laughs) do. uh,
0: And uh, so you're going to want some practice stuff. You're going to buy some, like Mark mentioned, some paper. There might be some accessories you think about. Um, There is actually one thing, Mark, is um, you can buy a flat heat press. And then for uh, under fifty bucks, uh, I forget the exact number, you can buy a wrap for mugs.
1: That's right. And, and I remember put it in those. your oven
0: at home, and actually make mugs in your oven um, using nice. a specialty kind of silicone wrap. So you might you might say, you know what, I want one of those wraps, and actually, I'm going to want to make more than one mug at a time. So I'm going to get three wraps, maybe. Right. Um, uh, you may also want to get some heat gloves because you're working with a bunch of hot stuff. So I, I say 1,500 bucks is a pretty good number on the low end um, okay. to get started realistically. Fair.
1: Yeah, and that's that's really what we want, you know. So because a lot of times you'll see advertisements, and and we we do it too because you can just buy the printer. Yeah, and we try to convince you in as many ways as we can that you don't you never just want to buy the printer. You know, so, um, realistically you spend 1500 bucks, you're, you're off to the
0: races. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're, you're like legit starting your business for that. Price. Okay. So uh, let's talk
1: about pros and cons then pros of and sublimation.
0: Cons. So pro I'll start with some pros. Yeah. It's just super versatile. Yeah. T-shirts, sweaters, polo shirts. Mugs, keychains, luggage tags, coasters, mouse pads, wall signs, aluminum slate. I mean, there's just so many things that we on colemanandcompany.com, c o l m um, a n and company.com. Uh, on if you go to the menu all the way on the on the side, you'll see wholesale blanks, and there's sections just for sublimation stuff. You're gonna yeah. just shop, and you'd be like.
1: It's crazy. Well, another one,
0: and another one, and another, there's tons. And there's of some things.
1: great videos too on what that yeah, stuff can look like. There's
0: tons of videos and how to do it, instructions, everything. Um, so it's very versatile. It's pretty easy to use. Right. If you go through the training and you practice a little bit, I mean, you're you're gonna ha- you're gonna be able to make mugs that people will want to buy like right away.
1: And you know, I got to say that's something that Sawgrass does really well as well as a manufacturer. One of the reasons that we sell that particular printer and not just go down to, um, you know, or order an inkjet printer on Amazon and try to convert it. You know, we use Sawgrass because they work really well, but also because they have a really good training program. Mm -hmm. So um, normally we have to develop one for the, um, for the equipment that we sell. Sawgrass was an exception. Yep. So so you can get great training.
0: One of the folks on the phones at Coldesi that will help out with sublimation, um, him and I believe his brother, if I recall, um, they bought um, they have one of those like uh, they took a printer where they converted it to sublimation. Yeah. And I asked him one day, I said, "Hey, um, because we don't make stuff at Coldesi, we we sell the equipment." I said, "Hey, I actually want to get a bunch of stuff made. You do that, right?" And he's like, hey, "You're not going to get the quality that we make here at Coldesi with the Frankenstein machine, that I have. right?" You know, he's right. like, it's different. So is that what you want? You know, because I had mentioned that I was looking for something really high quality. So, you know, these these are super high quality, top of the line type of prints you're going to get. Yeah. OK, um, so uh, it's but it's pretty easy to use and learn. Um, it feels and washes great in general and looks.
1: Great. I, I'm just going to say nothing feels like it's not there. Like sublimation feels like it's not there. Yeah. Right? Yes. Because it becomes part of the, of the item. You know, it's not, a, it's not an additive. It's, an, a, you know, it, it's part of it now.
0: Yes. Yeah, that's a, exactly uh, what's happening is that when you heat it up, the material of the shirt or the sign or the mug uh, microscopically kind of opens up when it gets hot. And then it opens up and then all the color shoots falls right inside of the material and then when it cools down it closes back up and the colors trapped in there it's like um, it's like
1: the, it's like the venus fly trap of apparel decoration
0: the, it, it very much is except i don't think you can see the fly inside it but if it was clear oh i don't we should move on
1: okay let's do that so um <laughs> it is it's also something that that definitely works like it's not it's not new it is a proven technology it's something that you know works all the time it works very consistently um, it's a good, solid, professional, and yet
0: inexpensive application. Yep. And sawgrass printers have been around for a really long time. There's tons and tons of them out in the market. Tons of people have been using them um, all over the place, all over the world, globally. Yeah. For producing. I would say there's probably a hundred percent chance you own or have owned something that was produced on one of those printers.
1: Oh, yeah. I imagine you know, so. And, Especially and you, you if know. you fish. Anything to do with fishing. That seems Anything to be a big do with fishing. Everybody but, uh, sublimates fishing. A chart. lot
0: of mugs, a lot of t shirts, a lot of decorative things you could have bought from your house, you know, for your house or seen yeah. in a business, you know. Um, there uh one of our customers, I know, I mentioned that he made the sign signs for inside of a dentist office with a sublimation printer. So yeah, cool. a bunch of people have gone to the dentist and looked up at those signs, and they were made with a printer that you can buy and own, um, which is cool. Um, and then the last pro is that there's just so many blanks and options that we mentioned earlier, you know, luggage tags and coasters and, and gaming mouse pads. There's so many things you could decorate with sublimation, um, that, uh, once you kind of get some customers and you can start to sell to them, there's tons of accessories you can add on to your orders or help them with next time they, they want something customized.
1: Yeah, that's great. And it's also both of these that we're going to talk about is also a great add on for anything else you might own for the same, the same thing. So I guess that leaves the cons to me. Sure. Since you did the pros. Um, so uh, sublimation is an ink process. It's like uh, a better version of your inkjet printer at home. And whenever you have liquid inks, um, you've got to think about things involving liquid inks, which include, um, you know, some maintenance because if you're not using liquid inks that they tend to dry and settle on the bottom of the cartridges and that will mess up a a print. So, you know, occasionally you do have to clean, um, you can't, uh, store your liquid inks or your paper, you know, in the garage, if it's too humid or if it gets down below zero, you know, or, or something like that, you know, you do have to be careful about storing that kind of thing. Um, you, uh, Probably the biggest drawback in my mind is that you have to use sublimatable blanks. So the sublimation works on polyester. It works on s- synthetic materials. So that's fine. It's pretty easy to identify a polyester shirt, 100% polyester, and press it on there. Um, but if you, if you start drifting into things like it's, it's a polyester blend or it's a tri-blend, The sublimation is not going to perform as well because during that heating and sublimating process, it's not going to bond to cotton, right? So it's not going to stay there. You're going to, if it stays, you're going to end up with a very dull image um, and you run the danger of it washing off. If it's on 100% polyester, especially if the shirt is designed for sublimation, like uh, vapor apparel that Coleman and company carries, it's amazing, but if you start, you know, running along the edges of whether or not it's 100% or it's not really polyester, it's some other synthetic blend, then you're then you're in a little bit of trouble.
0: Yeah, and, and one comment on that is that that con, it can be a pro too, which is okay. interesting because um, your customer is not just going to say, hey, can I just go to Michael's and get some mugs or get some blank t-shirts at Walmart and give them to you? Yeah. Right. Is is you will need to buy you're going to buy them from a wholesaler um, as a blank. And that does give you the opportunity to kind of buy them at a wholesale price and mark up the blank and the print kind of all in one, you know, Um, where embroidery can go on anything. And then as and and some customers, some businesses, I talked to a lady the other day, actually, um, everybody has to bring something to her to make her embroidery. Right. It's crazy. And, uh, and, uh, and she loses out on some of the blanks, but she's just not interested in that. Right. That's her business. Right. Um, but it is nice controlling the blanks because you know what you're making, you know, how it's going to come, you know, how to get another one, if a mistake is made. And if the customer 30 days later says, you know what, I'd love 10 more of those, you know, where to get them, or you might even have them in your own stock. Right. Um, so that con can be a little bit of a pro because you, it does allow you to control what you're selling a little bit um, more because the customer can't that, just that, go anywhere. That's a that's a good spin. I'm
1: still going to leave it in the con category. But yeah. That's a, yeah. That's it is.
0: It is. It's it's less convenient than being able to use anything.
1: Yes. Um. So also, um, it only works on light colored items. So the um the way color works is that um if you if you imagine if you've got a dark gray wall in your house and you want to paint it a a light blue or a yellow or something like that when you if you just start painting right on it if it doesn't have a primer in it it's going to look dull it's going to look um, terrible it won't look like the yellow or the blue that you wanted it to because you're using that gray as a base well, now imagine that um, that color wall, that dark colored wall is a dark t-shirt. Well, sublimation does not have white ink. That's not a possibility. So you're going to be laying whatever color you have. So like if you take a, a dark red or a dark blue polyester shirt, even if you can sublimate on it, when you apply that transfer on it, it's not going to look good. Because there's no white ink, all the colors will look muted, dark,
0: and look wrong. Mm -hmm. um so there's no white uh, ink
1: so again it's it's another in my eyes it's another limitation
0: yeah and and it reminds me of um painting Well, you mentioned painting like painting on a wall yeah if you if you um if you were to purchase a a house and all the walls were black and you wanted to repaint them you know as you were mentioning um typically if you go to the paint store they're going to tell you to prime the wall first
1: Mm
0: -hmm. right even if you have paint and primer in one you know that black paint. not going to make it. It's Trust not going to make it. So, so use primer and primer is white because then the next color you put on top of it is going to really pop out. Um, yeah. the other examples, like if you, sp- if you spill uh, spaghetti, spaghetti sauce on a white t-shirt, you can really see it. If you spill it on the black t-shirt kind of hides. Um, and that would be the same thing. You, you put a, you put a red sublimation on a black t-shirt, you're barely going to see it just like that spaghetti sauce.
1: Mark Mark Vila was eyeballing my black polo just specifically for that reason, because it just got (laughs) back from lunch. Um, so another, another one is that, um, uh, that heat press has to be hot. So, um, you've got to heat your heat press up to about 400 degrees to do a sublimation um, transfer print, and that is going to sit in your back office. It's going to sit in your in your home. It's going to sit in that mall kiosk. And if you're doing large runs, you will be uh, sticking your head in and out of the oven all day. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's hot. It's like it's just like it's like working in a kitchen. Right. You know, um. You're going to be around a 400 degree oven, so it's going to be hot. Um, and, uh, and you'll feel it, you know, because you have to work on, around and near the heat, just like in a kitchen. Yeah.
1: And I, I do want to point out that in like a lot of, uh, cheaper heat presses, like if you got a craft press off Amazon or something like that, uh, they're a, a clamshell design, which means that I I'm doing a motion, Right. Okay. So it means a, it hinges open like the hood of a car or your trunk or a clam or a clam. So just just (laughs) like that, So and you're going to be putting putting your hands in there. You're going to be putting, threading the shirt on the platen or, you know, laying the transfer down or putting a transfer sheet on top. Uh, And your hands are going to be very close to that 400 degree surface. And the smaller the press is, normally the closer your hands are to the hot part of the oven. Mm -hmm. So that's why one of the things in the kit that Mark Vila mentioned were the heat gloves specifically so that doesn't happen.
0: Yeah. Uh, and just to, since you're talking about heat presses, I mean, a good heat press is um, paramount to your success. Uh, cheap heat presses or, or craft heat presses um, are not meant for commercial. They're usually really slow. You know, some of those really low temperature heat presses, um, you know, it takes five minutes to make something. In there. Right when, when you're done in 30 seconds or a minute, you know, with something commercial grade. Um, and it's also designed to stay on all day and do production runs compared to yep. craft stuff is not really, it's going to say on the box, not meant for commercial use. Right. And then, so don't buy that for your business. Um, there's a good reason why that's there. Okay. Uh, I think we beat up,
1: uh, we've, we've beat up sublimation enough.
0: Yeah. The, the last little bit though, is that because it requires heat, that does mean, um, you can't put it on anything that you can't get hot, or you can't fit in a heat press. Good point. Um, so you can't do body art or uh, a car window. I mean, I mean, you could. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna suck. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna be terrible. <laughs> well, uh, so there you go. There's a, a a a good amount about sublimation, and now we can move on to uh, vinyl. Yeah, the other contender. So, uh, what's vinyl cutting?
1: I mean, you do it all the time, Mark Vila. This is like your, we talk about it in the office all the time, how much Mark um, likes and gets great use out of the, the GraphTech cutter, the cut and press system that we've got in our, in uh, showroom two. Um, at the Cold Essie <laughs> I do
0: uh, like vinyl cutting a lot. I think it's cool. I think it's, I think there's just, it's, it's great. I, lo- I love sublimation too. But uh, we, we, uh, I was doing vinyl cutting before I was doing sublimation at work. So uh, if this is a process where you take a rolled material, vinyl, um, it's usually some sort of a, a polyurethane or a PVC type of material for the science uh, out there. And uh, on the back of that material, there is either a, um, a heat applied glue or a, a pressure sensitive type of glue. So basically a sticker or a heat transfer, um, depending right. on the material that you buy. And, uh, I kind of think this is another cooking reference. It's like making Christmas cookies, right? You have a, you have a rolled out dough and you have your cookie cutter and the cookie cutter punches out your shapes and then you pull the shapes out, um, or you pull away all the dough you're not going to use and throw that aside. And then all your shapes go in the oven. That and a that's, great, that's a great
1: analogy. I like
0: that. Yeah. The vinyl cutter com- vinyl comes in a roll. You don't have to roll it out yourself, which is nice. Um, it comes in a roll. Uh, You put it in a cutting machine. It will cut out your shapes. You pull out everything uh, that you don't want. So you're just left with just the shapes. And then those shapes go on uh, a t-shirt or uh, a mug or a tumbler or a sign or something like
1: that. Yeah. You know, I think that you've got to see the video of of making a shirt. If you've never seen somebody use um, like a, a cricket is a vinyl cutter, for example.
0: Um, mm-hmm. If
1: you've never seen somebody use one um, or one of the professional versions like, like we sell, then you really do have to have to see a video. It 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 used to be called a cutting plotter, mm-hmm. um, because what you're doing really is you are you're creating a design in your computer, and then it uh, it traces out the design on the vinyl with a razor blade. And, and that's what makes the cuts and that's what provides the weed. So the razor blade is the cookie um, cutter itself,
0: mm-hmm. right? It's just
1: mm-hmm. kind of tracing the design instead of with a pencil, instead of plot, you know, with a, with a pencil, like a plotter, it's cutting. And that's what, uh, that's what gives you the the material to peel.
0: Yep. And, uh, and then you can do whatever you want with that, that you cut. Um, so we'll talk about the same order costs to getting started on that. Um, it's. Pretty darn close. Um, a, uh, one of the cutters we recommend is the uh, Graf Tech CE 7000. Mm-hmm. And it's on, you can see it on Coleman um, and Company.com. Uh, and that's around $1,300. And uh, same thing, you can finance a, a package with that cutter for, you know, 50 to 150 a month or something like that, you know, ish in that range. Yep. Um, and there's some larger ones too um, that get closer to $2,000. Um, and then there's even a cutter that will print too. And we can talk about that a little that's bit, a good point. you know, the Roland BN 20 a, and then that's closer, that's getting a little more expensive. That's not falling into the cheapest range. It's about $6,000 or, or a couple hundred bucks a month, um, just for that printer. But that's your range kind of of cutters right there, pretty close to the same price. Um, you can get started, um, Maybe a little bit more. I think. I think it's. You're probably a little closer to two thousand ish. Okay. That's
1: that's that's with the cutter itself, the the vinyl supplies, a, a decent heat press, etc.
0: Yep. Yeah. A couple rolls of vinyl to get you started. A couple, some practice shirts. Us. Um, if you want to do a small heat press. Now, of course, that can go up um to you know three thousand or four thousand depending on what accessories you want to buy right there's tons of accessories but you can get started for a couple thousand bucks and be kind of ready to go
1: so i i think i want to make a couple of differentiations here because the first of all it's the same fundamental technology that something like a cricket uses so Mm -hmm. um instead of traditionally instead of using a sheet although you can use sheets of vinyl inside the Professional cutters as well. Um, you have the opportunity to use a roll. And how big are the rolls generally, Mark?
0: So um you could buy the typical size for a compact size roll um, is going to be uh about 15 inches wide and about five yards.
1: Okay. So, so so you end up spending significantly less on the per design cost than you would with a craft cutter. Um, and just to differentiate that more is that it's uh, much quieter, much faster and the bigger it is the more exponentially productive it gets. So not only can you do much lo- larger designs and longer designs, um, you can do more smaller ones you know so so it really does kind of kind of accelerate. Uh, there's there's very little comparison between, the $300 craft cutter and the performance on this Graftech entry level cutter. Um, they're completely different as yeah, far as.
0: If you wanted to move, um, a few bags of concrete, right. Um, just a different kind of random example, but I, I saw this the other day. Um, if you had a little golf cart, you could put some a few a couple bags of concrete on there and you could drive it a mile down the road and you can right. transport your concrete. Right. Um, Terrible idea if you owned a business where you did concrete to think you're going to do it with a golf cart. It's like 20 trips to Home Depot or Lowe's. That's great. It's back and forth. Your battery's going to die a ton of times before the job's even done. You're just wasting time. Right. And then the golf cart's going to die way sooner than its normal life because you're dropping 500 pounds of concrete on it 20 times a day. That's That's kind of like operating a cricket or a silhouette, a hobby machine that you can buy from a hobby store um, to do a business. Right. And now I'll I'll also say, Mm
1: -hmm. yeah, on the other, on the other end, this 15 inch cutter that we sell a bunch of, it's great. um, It's one we have in the showroom uh, is at the entry level point for, um, for commercial cutters. Yeah. right it's at the entry level it is a professional professional machine performs beautifully but they get um they get much bigger <laughs> they yeah. get you know i mean what's the next
0: level up is 24 inches oh uh, yeah 24 inch the CE7000-60 yeah and then there's a dash 120 and then there's roland um cutters as well uh, and then there's the print and cut machines and then they get, they get really, really big if your business, you know, grows where, where, where you know, they fit and you know, they're the size of a room of a large room. Yeah. Um, but I think it is important because that's, that's a common thing with cutters is someone says, well, why would I buy a $1,300 cutter when a crickets just a few hundred bucks? And I would just say, well, why would somebody buy a pickup truck instead of a golf cart? Why doesn't just every construction company own a golf cart? Yeah. Right. It just doesn't make sense to do that. Now um, they could do one job with a golf cart and they could even do a, some little jobs with it. But, it, but as soon as they get a pickup truck and they're like, dang, <laughs> one trip to home Depot to do a job. Right. It's mind blowing. And that's kind of what this is. You know, you could print um, you, or cut, you know, all of your t-shirts in one click of a button super fast you know 10 times faster than a hobby or machine 10 times cheaper for the materials than a hobby machine um and you're actually doing um efficient business and then it's not going to break down on you no it's not going to break down because it's designed to be run and used like a commercial uh piece of machine is uh designed for there you go so um How about if
1: I do the pros this time? Okay. Now, before
0: we jump into those, there's one comment about buying a kit. Okay. it's, It's not in the pro con yet, but it kind of is, is you actually don't always need a heat press when you're cutting. Right. So for sublimation, you always need that heat press. Your cutter kit might not start with a heat press if you're just going to be doing signs and stickers and adhesive type of material right so that's a, a thing to consider and that's why the prices kind of line up depending what you're going to buy so for 1500 you're ready to start you know right away um almost on, on both of them especially on the cutter side if you don't need a heat press right but you uh, will need a heat press if you want to do t-shirts if you want to do t-shirts you will you will right okay. so let's go into um pros tell us yeah what's the good stuff
1: okay so um i love these things uh the because like. Light- a sublimation printer, they're super versatile, um, but into different areas, like you can still decorate. They're great on t-shirts. I mean, if you've seen um, numbers on a jersey or um, gosh, I mean, if you go into retail stores and you see glitter, uh, glitter decorations that are are a single color, the vinyl is everywhere. Heat transfer vinyl is everywhere because you can do so many things with it. Like Mark Vila said, you can create Signs. We've got signs in our building that that a local sign shop did for us using a vinyl cutter. Um, You can use uh, transfer vinyl to make stickers. You can put it on your car. You can put it on a locker. Uh, You can put it on mugs. You can put it on um, sports balls for trophies. Mm -hmm. Uh, You could use it to uh, do signage on windows and doors. There's just tons of different ways that you can use it both for apparel, um, and for, uh, hard goods. Yep. Um, it's also pretty easy to learn. I think one of the sleeper advantages is to the graph tech line. If you're using like these rolls of vinyl, like we're talking about is, um, you don't have the ability to do full color, but you don't have to do full color. That's an advantage. So it's the difference be- between, uh, once you get into like printing photos and printing color graphics and everything, you start dealing with things like, is the color right? Is the relationship between the colors right? You know, um, does the color change when I heat press it? There's a lot that goes in, in. Are you doing Photoshop? Are you doing retouching of the graphic before you print it? And with the cutter, it is really just a series of outlines and you're changing the color. You're deciding whether it's glitter or... Uh, a different textured you know maybe it's mermaid or whatever the the special maybe it's leopard print whatever the um your heat transfer vinyl of choice is that's what tells you what the pattern is going to look like that's the color and the pattern on the design itself all you're really doing is creating the outline and um to me that makes it significantly easier to learn uh because i can't do photoshop okay yeah. um it also, depending on the vinyl, um, it feels amazing, and I'm going to uh, plug uh, Triton and Mark Vila here because uh, it took uh, more than a year, I think, for us to to develop Triton vinyl, working with the factory, trying to f- f- uh, pick just the right just the right color set and how. How thick it is, and how easily it weeds, and how long it takes to press, and the colors that are that are available. It took us a long time to do that, and the results are outstanding. So I would put if you get which, and it's no more expensive than than other brands on the market. If you uh, use Triton vinyl, um, it'll it feels amazing, and it will basically last as long as a shirt. Okay. Um, it's also something else. That's another proven technology. It's not. You're not reinventing the wheel. You're not discovering anything new. Um, there have been cutters around since I was a kid, and I'm 112 years old. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so um, it's been around for a long time. It almost does. Does it, does it really matter what kind of a blank you put it on if it's apparel? No. No.
0: Yeah, I mean, almost not. Almost yeah. not. Yeah. If you can put it,
1: if it'll last through a heat press, then it doesn't matter.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. There's some weird materials out there, just like anything. There's always an asterisk with decorating apparel, period, no matter what you're doing. But you can feel pretty confident that almost anything you can buy, you can put heat, heat transfer vinyl on, which is cool.
1: Yeah. And, and, you know, you can, you can do stickers, which is, which is terrific and super, super popular. Um, But also, uh, people get so creative with things like mirrored vinyl and glitter vinyl um, and flock, which it has kind of a fabric-y feel, you know, which is kind of cool. There's there's tons of specialty vinyl that you can get for specialty applications. So just because you can't do full-color prints or photos or full-color graphics doesn't mean you can't, um, you know, really let your creativity come through. And you can definitely see that in some of the designs that um, that we've done for our videos, uh, especially with mixed media. But we've got a trucker cap one where we did like a glitter red heart on a truck, on a cap. And then the rest of it was just a, um, a regular heat transfer vinyl. Looks terrific. So um, definitely that, that versatility uh, along with the price and the customer satisfaction that comes when you, when you deliver a heat transfer vinyl good is, is great.
0: Yeah. But what I, uh, this is, you know, these cutters like this are used by every large apparel manufacturer out there. Yeah. You know, if you get a Nike shirt, there's swoops that were cut with, with, with a cutter, you know? Yeah. Um, so, so that is, that is really great. It's, it's, it's something really high quality, but there are some cons we got to talk about them because this is a this is a pro con thing right yep uh so one of the one of the big cons is um cutting vinyls one color at a time so with sublimation if you have a logo that's three colors you click print and just like your printer at home it prints all three colors at once and you put that on a shirt and all three colors go on the shirt at once it's great um but uh, with vinyl, you're going to do one color at a time. So if you have a three color logo, you're going to cut color one, cut color two, cut color three, heat press color one, heat press color two, heat press color three. Um, it, it's a little time consuming. It can be a little time consuming. And depending on the design, um, this is I'm going to slide out a pro con and just say, depending on the design, sublimation could be faster or vinyl cutting could be faster depending on the design, the size, what it is, how many colors. And it's not necessarily uh, one color is always faster on vinyl or one color is always faster on sublimation, Mm -hmm. but it is more time consuming period of that. The fact that you have to be hands on. So you have to be in front of your cutter, moving materials, cutting materials, weeding materials, heat pressing materials. That's a good point. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, uh, it's because it is one color out of a time. That means every color you have, you have a roll of material. So if you have 20 different colors, you need, you have to buy 20 rolls of material and you have to store 20 rolls of material. Right. So it, it takes up a bunch of space. And if your customer wants a special color of gold, you don't have, you've got to buy a whole roll of material just to do that. Now, the good news is, is it doesn't go bad last super long time, but you still, it's still inventory you have to carry um talking about that is you do lose the ability for full color prints that mark mentioned earlier so you can't print puppies or babies um, so so
1: i i just want to i just want to
0: yeah specify
1: you don't mean you can't print on puppies and babe or mm-hmm. babies you can't print pictures of puppies or babies both both okay you can't do either yes. one
0: okay yes you cannot do either one of those good um After I finish my cons, I'll tell you about how you can potentially print on a child, though. (laughs) Trust me.
1: Because you've done it. I know. Okay.
0: So, um, uh, and then uh, uh, if you have a more complicated design, and if you have more colors, it can take significantly longer to make than if you have a digital printer. So, I'll I'll kind of explain that to you in a way. Um, The... uh, McDonald's logo. It's an M, two arches. Yep. Cutting that in vinyl is going to take like five seconds, literally, for a full size shirt. Cut out an M and then you peel it. And then, and so cutting it's super simple. Weeding it when you pull out the excess, simple. It's one pull off, right? Yeah. Because it's just an M. Now, um, the, uh, uh, your state, your local state seal because I've seen some state they're usually super complicated there's like a right. justice lady holding a scale maybe and there's like wheat you know like there, you know wheat. Very, no one knows why yeah I don't know why there's a bird but, but there, there's a bird usually there's some sort of animal um and those are complicated if you're gonna cut that out it's going to take a while to cut and then you have to pull out you know all of the you know all the little pieces and parts to get your design it's going to take a long time to do like Sometimes really long, so long that you're going to refuse to do it because yes. you can't sell it. Right? If you're smart. Yeah. If you're smart, because, because, because it could take you, you know, a half hour, 30 minutes just to make one shirt where if it was digitally printed on, on sublimation to be done in seconds. Um, so that is a con is that you get to a level of complication where you just kind of don't, you just don't do it. You have to offer your customer alternatives.
1: Yeah. And I, I just want to point out like Mark Vila is wearing the cold SE logo on his shirt. Which you could definitely do in vinyl, yeah, no. Yep. But even the the O and the E, you would have to stop and pick out the centers. Mm-hmm. Where on sublimation, you would not. Yeah, so and that's it, just like it, a really this, small yeah. example.
0: And I think this is a good example. If I needed to do um, a dozen of these, sublimation is going to be much faster, even yeah. though it's not that complicated. Just because we've got one, two, three, four, five colors, six actually, because there's a little gray line. Line, six colors and a bunch of little details it's just going to take much longer um so this is an example of of where sublimation would beat it in speed um now we'll wrap it up but before that we can talk about printing on children cuz i promised <laughs> that um but an interesting thing is um you can buy um a uh, glue and glitter and and things like that that are like makeup they're designed for skin application Okay. And uh, you can buy uh, sticker materials that are safe for that too, which means literally you can print out a stencil and you could stick it onto somebody's arm and then you can paint on it with the, with the, with the makeup glue and glitter and things like that, and then peel okay. it off. And your vinyl cutter can actually make stencils for doing, uh, decorations on people. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I've done, uh, I've cut out a bunch of vinyl and bought that stuff off the internet and uh, gone to like my kid's birthday party and did glitter, glitter tattoos for all the little kids. Cool. You know? And then, and then one of the friends said, can you bring that when my party next week? <laughs> so I got a gig right away. You got a gig out of it. Yeah. Yeah. I got And then gig. you
1: broke the news that those tattoos are permanent. You were just <laughs> yes. kidding about them. <laughs>
0: Sorry, but always going to have that. Bad decision at five years old, buddy. <laughs> um, so uh, we can wrap it up. I think we did great here. Um, both, my kind of thought is both of these systems are really great. Yeah. And uh, when I, when we talked earlier about, you know, your first apartment and what are you going to get for your first cooking pan? Um, if you decided for the nonstick or you decided for the, the um, stainless steel or the cast iron. Like they're all great decisions and you're going to want to own one of those throughout cooking your whole life, you know? And I feel this way about both of these. Yeah, Um, It doesn't matter if you've been in business for 20 years or your first day having a sublimation printer or a cutter is a great tool for the business. You can always use it. It's always great for doing a quick job or a cheap job or sometimes an expensive, complicated job. You right. know, um, they're just great tools. And uh you should realistically, it's not a bad decision no matter which way you go. You just yeah. pick one that goes or, right. Or to buy both. I right. mean, that's yeah. that's Help.
1: also another, you know. I mean, if this if the two if you were surprised at how inexpensive the two cheapest ways to make a custom t-shirt that we would recommend are, then um then maybe both is are for you because you can use the same heat press for both. So you are, you know getting a little economy that way. So maybe you could get into both systems for $3,000. And, you know, now that's going to be $60 a month or $100 a month or or something along those lines. So, you know, think about that too. And if you're an embroiderer that decided to listen to this, or you've got a screen print shop, or even just uh, ended up with one of our high volume direct-to-film printers and wondering what you're going to do with that guy standing out front that just wants one shirt in the next 20 minutes, then, um, you know, maybe, maybe adding one or both of these to your busy shop is a good idea too.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, um, and I think that by the end of this episode, hopefully you learned some stuff. You, maybe you're more confused because you thought you had your decision made. Uh, maybe not, but if you um, go to coldesi.com, um or go to company.com as well, um colemanandcompany.com is going to have you're going to see all the supplies on there too so you're going to see all your shirts and hats and your ink and vinyl and and all those supplies on there too so you can check it all out but if you live chat or call in and talk to the pros there they'll they'll help to walk you through some of this stuff to help you make a recommendation um There and they can, they'll help you to find your, the limitations, you know, and also just explain your business because oftentimes folks will talk to our pros and they'll have an idea. And by the time they talk to the pro, the pro will kind of on the phone say, I hear that a lot, but let me tell you a little truth about that or a little secret about that or something that like, actually here's a way easier way to do it. That yep. you can make more money, um, and they can help to walk you through that and understand it. Um, so I think that that's that's a great next step if you're not sure exactly where to do, um, or if you're ready to buy, you know, call them up. Yeah, of that's course. Great. <laughs> All right, uh, thanks for listening, everyone. This has been uh, Mark Stevenson from Coldesi, and Mark Vila from uh, Coldesi and Coleman and Company Love it. Have a great business. I'm sorry.